I lost my co-host this week to a scheduling conflict, and rather than call someone in at the last minute, I decided to try something a little different. Each week I do office hours for my class and answer questions they have that don't get covered in class sometimes. It's an open forum without structure, so we might cover business and artistic stuff or, or just the frustrations we all face as writers. It occurred to me that this is a good resource for info about scripts and whatever else might come up. So I've excerpted two questions that I'll play into the podcast here instead of using a co-host. I've also been trying for months to get a writer profile into the podcast, so I'll do that also. It was originally recorded for my other podcast, Whoever Writes Monsters, so there's a mention of that show in the beginning of that profile. I hope you enjoy this Frankenstein of a show. This is Plot Points Podcast. Okay, David, go ahead. Now that I've yeah, gotten rid of Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you may have covered this, but I cannot find any notes on it. Uh, if you have an aerial scene, you know, red tails or, you know, whatever, a battle, do you just put in, you're not going to have a whole lot of interior, exterior cut or slug lines, I'm guessing. Do you just put, put in inner cut as necessary or how do you frame that? Uh, is this for your current script? Yes. So you want, okay. So stick with your main character for the most part and write it from, um, write it from her, her perspective and, uh, bye Sabrina. Take care. Thanks Uh, for your insight, Sabrina. Yeah. Take care. Um, so write it from rocket's point of view and then let the director cut out to when, when, they when he or she thinks it's appropriate um, okay. you're, you're not going to show the other fighter right you're not going to show what's his name uh not or, in the cockpit just the plane right so the other the other did you ever see the movie duel is that the truck uh, yeah Dennis the truck Weaver? one yeah you never That's see you never see the the truck trucker yeah. ever in fact there's a, one of the best scenes i've ever seen is is uh Dennis Weaver walking into a diner knowing that that guy is in that diner but not knowing, and everybody looks suspicious, right? It's like that uh, door song, Everyone's Strange When You're a Stranger, right? Yeah. Uh, people look something when you're alone. Uh, anyway, so uh, so just write it like from Dennis Weaver's perspective, and then the rest of it will be, you can describe the aerial battle from, from Rocket's perspective without cutting outside to it. Okay, so just stay in, in her cockpit. Okay, right, right. And I think that's more suspenseful, anyway, right? Because you're, 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 she's our focal character. Yeah. She's, you know, maybe she's being outflown. Uh, maybe she isn't being outflown. Whatever the situation is, but you can also bring in, you know, like what's his name? Bendrix can come up to the cockpit if he's not there. Uh, you know, uh, you know, come on, Rocket. He's out flying your ass, and she says not for long, and then she does something, and and. A, a director will take whatever you're putting in there and figure out a, the best way to 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 frame it. Um, the other thing is, let's say that 
you write it with all these aerial sequences cutting in and out like some sort of dogfight and somebody reads your script and says, we can never afford this. So this way you give them the option of staying in the cockpit with rocket and uh, putting up a green screen and doing the green screen in front of her, as opposed to then having to actually cut outside and get uh, some stock footage of aerial battles and stuff like that. Cool. That's what I was looking for. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Before we get to the next question, I wanted to remind you uh, that this is Plot Points Podcast. I'm Mark Sevy. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, just about anywhere, or at the website plotpoints.com. I also teach script writing, and you can find that information on scriptwritingclasses.org. Let's get to the next question. Um, I had a question regarding the script data bank or like as a suggestion on script data bank. I know you don't like all this directorial like cut to and, you know, um, type of thing. I'm having a really hard time finding scripts that are not shooting scripts to review and look at for my work. Emmett's nodding his head. Sounds like he's got the same issue. Can you recommend something that might have, I understand shooting, shooting scripts are probably more out in the universe. Yeah. But you want, you want shooting scripts, but they have all that crap that you won't let us do. No, well then they're not shoot. Then they're that means the writer did that. The the you don't see a script with when a script goes through production. It doesn't. The writer is still involved up to a certain point. We don't put in. I don't put in uh, angle on and close up. If that's the writer put that in there, they leave it in there because the director will change it. But the shooting script does not have. Typically, I, I've never seen a script unless it was written by a director. Like, for instance, when, um, oh, okay, you know, when, when Chris Nolan writes a script, I bet he puts yeah. a lot of camera stuff in there. But that's that's not typical. Most writers don't do that. And so a shooting script means that it's close to being the last thing that. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the one. You I, want. OK, because when mean, I you, Google stuff, it brings up, you know, and then it'll say on it shooting script. And it's got all this extra crap that you don't like us to write. So I'm just, yeah, I don't, I don't recall that being the case in a lot of, a lot of them, but you know, I take your, I take your point. Um, the, the thing is, is those are, those are really not, uh, the shooting script is not like that. A shooting script does not have a, the addition of a bunch of camera angles and stuff. It doesn't. Um, oh, okay. yeah, they don't. Well, what, what is, is there a place where you could find like spec scripts that sold I mean, uh, yeah. Original yeah. form. So well, you, you can, can uh, sometimes on Amazon, they print them out as little books instead, but not, not a script. But there's also um, a, a company in San Diego. I can't remember the name of it that sells scripts. And a lot of times they're more original than the catches catch can stuff that you see online. Um, what, oh, script city is what it's called. That's city. Okay. At one time, that was the only place you could get scripts. That or Fr- uh, French, French. Samuel French's up in yeah, LA. they closed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've seen I've seen sometimes the uh, script like like there's a controversy about even if I sell my script and they get all the rights, there's I've heard that we can we can still publish the original version. 
So Mm -hmm. for instance, like a pterodactyl. Now that changed over the course of the, not much, but it changed because they, they switched it from a jungle to Bolivia um, because they got a great, or Bulgaria, they got a great deal in Bulgaria. But if I have the original, I should, according to some people, I should be able to publish the original. So if I go to, if you went to Amazon and I had pterodactyl up there, I wouldn't have their version. I would have my original version up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might want to check that and see that uh, that is a resource, but definitely script city. And you can call them and say, which version of the script do you have? Um, is it a shoot? Is it a, uh, is it a pink draft, a blue draft, a original draft? Which one do you have? Because you're buying them and they need to answer those questions for you. Okay. Thanks. Erwin Allen made seem like an odd choice to profile for this podcast. There are hundreds, thousands of writers who would be potentially more appropriate for a show called Whoever Writes Monsters, including Rod Serling, Richard Matheson, etc., and I have profiled them on my other podcast called Plot Points Podcast, available everywhere. But Alan was a true innovator. In the same way that many Golden Age science fiction writers cut their teeth on B-movies in the 50s and 60s, Alan was that writer for B-television. Born to poor Russian immigrants in 1916, Alan attended Columbia University, majoring in journalism and advertising before being forced to drop out because of the Great Depression of the 1930s. Moving to California, Alan found work in radio in Los Angeles at the legendary station KLAC. In fact, KLAC, which is now AM570, is, is a great sports radio outlet. This radio gig in the late 40s led to other opportunities in print and movies. Where Danger Lives, starring Robert Mitchum, was Alan's first film at RKO. His documentary, The Sea Around Us, won an Oscar in 1953. And despite this success, Alan went from RKO to Warner Brothers and made movies with such luminaries as Peter Lorre, Victor Mature, The Marx Brothers, Ronald Coleman, Hedy Lamarr, Vincent Price, and Dennis Hopper, to name a few. In the early 60s, three films by Alan, The Lost World from the novel by Arthur Conan Doyle, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, and Five Weeks in a Balloon became the basis of some of Alan's TV successes. In the mid-60s, Alan focused almost exclusively on television with 20th Century Fox Television Studio. His shows won Emmys for special effects and actually featured music by Oscar and Emmy-winning composer John Williams. Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, based on Alan's earlier film, ran from 1964 to 1968 and made both Alan and Fox Studios a star. By the way, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, filmed during the height of the Cold War, took place in the near-future world of... 1972. To save money on production, Alan used stock footage from other films, as he did with his low-budget movies. That technique would serve him well in Lost in Space, which was basically the Swiss Family Robinson in outer space. The comedic robot said things like, Danger, Danger, Will Robinson, and was a precursor for other funny robots like C-3PO and Star Wars. By the way, Lost in Space was recently rebooted, Um, although it bears little resemblance to the TV series of the 60s. The Irwin Allen rock and roll is a technique used in many, many TV shows, including Star Trek. The camera is moved from side to side while the cast runs from one side of the set to the other to simulate a ship being rocked out of control. The time tunnel was brilliant in that it allowed hundreds of different times and places to be used as storylines. If you've perhaps seen the TV series Quantum Leap, you know the time tunnel. 
The concept, of course, was originally explored in Jules, by Jules Verne in The Time Machine and reprised in modern series like Timeless and Travelers. It seems to show up regularly on many production slates. Land of the Giants, another TV hit for Alan, featured composer John Williams' music. This show, another castaway show like Lest in Space, began, began the slide away from Alan's early successes in TV. Alan reinvented himself back in movies with hits like The Poseidon Adventure and Towering Inferno and was given the sobriquet, The Master of Disaster. Sounds like a great WWE character, and I guess there were actually several. In all, Alan had 21 writer credits, 39 producer credits, and 16 credits as a director. Besides his Oscar win for his documentary in 1953, Alan's The Towering Inferno film was nominated for Best Picture in 1975. He was also, oddly enough, given a Razzie Award for Worst Career Achievement Award. Just goes to show that nobody knows anything, as William Goldman once stated. Alan died in 1991 of a heart attack, leaving a solid legacy of some of the movies and shows that continue to shape our entertainment world today. So that's it for this podcast. Podpoints podcast is uh, available on iTunes, Apple, Google, just about anywhere there's a podcast. And um, you can also find us at the website, which is podpoints.com. For myself and all the people who work on this podcast, including my co-hosts, be inspired, do good work.